0: Welcome to the Finding Strong Podcast, with your host, Pat Gates and Mark Bottenhorn. We're coming to you from the heart of the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan. We are on a mission to push the limits and find strength through endurance, mindset, and fitness. We hope you enjoy today's podcast.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the second episode of the Finding Strong Podcast uh, with your hosts, myself, Mark Bottenhorn, and Pat Gates, co-hosting. Today, we're going to dive into the mindset. like How do you get into the right mental state to crush your goals and accomplish the things that you want to?
0: Yeah. Today, we're just going to go into a race recap. We're going to tackle the mindset. Um, we're going to go over, uh, answer some questions from the users, and we're going to go into a story.
1: All right. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. All right. So. Monday, March 25th, dropping the second episode. Happy to be here. Same,
0: happy to be here. Uh, I just want to get right into it. I know uh, we've been busy. We've been, been trying to get this together, but we had a lot of a lot of stuff we had to do. We were real busy with our know jobs, separate lives, things yeah. like that. Training. Traveling the world, Training, traveling.
1: traveling, double tees.
0: So, Mark, uh, I know you just uh, went went down to Tennessee and had a race.
1: So let's have re- a little recap of that race. Yeah, yeah, what a good race it was. It was a tough race. we uh, ran the Pistol 50K. It was kind of cool. We had a big uh, big group that actually came down. We didn't all travel together, but a few other really good racers came down from Michigan, and we, we had a good result at the race. Um, so it was 50K. I ran 329 and some change on it. So that was the 20th fastest 50K in North America this year. Took the overall win with it. And pretty much led wire to wire. It was, a, it was a pretty unique race. I mean, it was 10.35 mile loops, so we had to do it three times. And the middle of the loops were very long, drawn out, repetitive, and windy. And then on the end, we had just a ton of hills. It was kind of in the foothills of the mountains in Tennessee. And it, it was this really hilly, windy parts at the bookends of it that made, the, that made the course pretty tough. And then a pretty steep climb back to the finish line um, totaling about a mile and a half. So it was a, it was a pretty challenging race. Um, went out, uh, leading the race. Like I said, I led from wire to wire. Um, I didn't really feel threatened at any point during the race. I felt really comfortable. I was running really well. Um, for the first, basically about 20 miles, I was clicking off like six twenties, uh, pretty comfortably. Um, but I knew that coming back, that the wind was going to be troublesome and about mile 20, the winds picked up and it was pretty tough. Um, and then I, I don't want to say I hit the wall because I don't believe in the wall. I don't even think it's a real thing. But I definitely felt the effects of being like, holy shit, there's 11 miles left in this race or there's nine miles left in this race, you know. And each 5K was clicking off perfectly, like 19 something per 5K, just going smoothly. And I was like, this is, this is very comfortable. And I thought it was funny. I remember laughing at myself, like, "Man, these five Ks are going by so fast." <laughs> and then the last fifteen K, like each five K, I was like, "It's not so cute anymore. Yeah, like, these, aren't, to- <laughs> these aren't clicking off anymore." Like, um, but anyway, got it up there, broke the tape, uh, felt really good, uh, won some, won some nice stuff, pretty good prize. Uh, so I think it was overall a good race. Ashley Truen, who's a, she's a phenomenal ultra runner. She had the third fastest hundred mile race last year. She lowered her own. Uh, women's course record in the 100K. Second overall, um, She, I mean, she crushed it. Her uh, boyfriend, Brian, came down. I believe he came in fourth and fifth in the 50K. He won the 50K last year, actually. Um, (coughs) So, I mean, that that was great from him. And then we had uh, Becca, who came, I think she's on the west side of the state as well. She came down and came third in the 100K. So, I mean, we we cleaned up pretty well coming from Michigan there. Yeah, solid weekend. Yeah, that race has a history of Michigan runners coming down and doing well, so... Might be something in the water. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I hope. I mean, when, so when you're when you're running, you said uh, you felt like you didn't really hit a wall. I mean, when you do, when you, when you kind of feel like you're hitting the wall, like what do you do? Like,
1: you, what kind of mindset you have at that point? Like, well, how do you overcome that? So, because of the nature of the course, I could see the second place runner, and this is unique to this course. But I, I could see the second place runner, and I knew that he was oh close to eight minutes back with ten miles to go. Um, and, I mean, I'd really have to, to have a bad time to, to give up all that time back. Um, so I ran very conservatively knowing that I was cramping up a little bit because the heat, I wasn't – it it touched like 68, 70 degrees. And I wasn't used to that coming from Michigan. Um, Especially now. It's been just freezing. Yeah, it's been miserable. Um, so I wasn't used to the, the temperatures. So that was leading me to cramp a little bit. I wasn't drinking as much as I was hoping to because um, – I just, late in the race, I just don't do well with that. It's something I need to get better at. Um, but on each climb, I could feel my groin just stretching on the left side. So I took it really easy. And I knew that I'd probably set a PR. I knew I'd run one of the, I'd get on the list for the fastest 50Ks in, in uh, North America. Um, so I backed off of it. And then <coughs> with about six, no, I, about four and a half miles left, I had, I had like nine or ten minutes on them at that point. So I knew I could literally walk at points if I wanted to. I did it. so that helped kind of stave off that that wall. Like, a lot of times in my life, I've gotten to a negative place. In this race, I didn't do it. It wasn't like negative. There was no negative self talk. It was like I can do this. Like at the marathon point, it was like only, you know, only five more miles. Like I always have five miles left to me. At the end of a hundred mile race, I have five miles left to me, and I and I just knew that I could just drag it out. I knew that I was going to win this. I just I knew at that point that I was going to win the race unless I push it too hard, red lined and cramped. I didn't want to be that guy, like trying to stumble to the race, you know, to the, to the finish. Right, right. So the, I I didn't really bonk too much. I didn't hit the wall too much. I, I raced really conservatively the last 10 miles of the race, knowing that I just was protecting the lead. So That's it great. felt good.
0: I mean, what was your mindset uh, leading up to this race? I know you're, I mean, obviously you're, you're physically fit.
1: Yeah, I was, yeah, I'm, I'm physically fit, probably the fittest I've, I've ever been. I got a, give a huge shout out to my coach, Matt Daniels for that. Like he's just getting me ready. Like this is one of those processes. This is like year one of a, of this three or four year process Year One or 1. 1.5. So, uh, trusting the process and coming along great. Matt's been really helpful. So I came in there very physically fit. Um, I didn't know how well I do driving nine hours, uh, the day before the race that always like leads to heavy legs, but it felt like I felt pretty explosive mm-hmm. in the legs. Um, you know, I don't know. The mentality was I wanted to go in and try to, number one, compete. Two, run a fast 50K, set a PR. And I wanted to run under 324 with the conditions, the hills, the wind, and just protecting the lead. that I threw that out the window late in the race, and I just wanted to protect that lead and get the win. So, so I got three out of four. I won the race. I ran one of the fastest 50Ks in North America. Um, but when I say one of the <laughs> fastest, it was the 20th fastest, so I wasn't up there with... You know, Zach O'Neillis and Eric Lapuma and Cole Crosby, but I was at least pretty considerable time. Um, so, three out of four ain't bad. A five minute PR, you can't complain, especially in a tougher course. No, yeah, you're
0: just accomplishing your own goals. Yeah. Get Go down there and just crush it. Michigan people going down there crushing it. Yeah, like, I mean, I did Michigan. what I
1: set out to do and I ran my race and tried to execute it the best I could. And whoever shows up shows up. So if they're faster, they're faster. If they're slower, they're slower. I just executed what I could and control what I could and got the win. Yeah, that's like that's like one of
0: the biggest things: controlling what you can control. Yeah, that always it always helps you so much when it comes to mindset yeah. and trying to accomplish your goals. Yeah, checking over the weather report and worried as if it's going to
1: rain or if it's going to be windy. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Believe, or if, I don't if
0: a for like a really fast guy, you know, jumps in the race kind of last minute. That's or that's, that's yeah, his okay. thing. Like either I'm yeah. gonna. The, my thing
1: is like anywhere that jumps in the race. My goal is like. Uh, at, at where I'm at, my goal is if they're going to beat me, that's fine. I'm going to do what I can do, but I'm going to try to make them hurt. If they're going to beat me, they're going to hurt for it. And yeah. I think that's what the mindset was going into the race. And at times he made me hurt. Um, you know, but at the end it was, it was too much of a cushion. He, he told me he blew up around mile 23 or 24. Pretty good. It can be hard when you're chasing, you know, that it can feel hopeless. So,
0: yeah, for sure. I mean, how do you how do you usually stay like motivated when like races are kind of like so spread out? Like your training,
1: you know. Yeah, I made it a point to try to race more this year, but I have to be careful about racing in like trail marathons, fifty k's, and fifty miles because those beat your body up. You're not like going and running a five k. Right, you want to burn out. Yeah, but I mean, even still, like I'm not I'm not so much motivated by the race, and I think that's how I stay motivated. Like to me, I don't actually like to race as much as people would think, and I, I know that I've talked to you about this before. Yeah. I don't enjoy. I, I mean, I enjoy racing. It's fun, but I enjoy like getting better and the process of getting better. So I like to get out there on a Monday and get my, get my first run of the day. And then I like to get out there on a, on a Tuesday and and hammer that speed work, whatever it may be and that long run on Wednesday. And then another long run on the weekend and maybe another long run on Sunday. Like I like the process of, of just getting better and each day I get better. So that keeps me motivated rather than the race itself. The race could get canceled. The race could get, anything could happen. You could have a terrible race and if that's all you're doing it for, then you're it yes, not you're not,
0: yeah, it's not the right reason. Yeah, so I'm just driven by getting better every day. So it's very yeah, easy. Yeah, that's to a you know just started this preseason with uh, this men's soccer team. Yeah, and, uh, and I was talking to this uh, old this college buddy that he plays on the team. Yeah. kind of just going over like I just missed you know practicing going to practice in college every day, and now that we're like playing like, consistently like, four or five times a week practicing in yeah. games, it's nice just to, like do that because the games at the end of the day, just, I mean they're fun, but
1: yeah,
0: going to practice and doing all these drills and and conditioning and sprints and all that stuff is just, that's like, that's like the, what's the driving point, you know, getting better.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's like the, that's the uh, meat and potatoes or the the beans and lentils, right? That's not the, uh, like the other stuff is just like the dessert, like just sparingly. And and for anybody listening uh, for reference, Pat plays at a pretty competitive level here. We're talking like a post-collegiate level. That's, that's, that's pretty high. We're not talking like a beer league recreational indoor soccer or something like that for, for reference. So, I mean, it's, it's good to see you back out. Like, not back out there, but it's good to see you starting back this season. I can't wait to see how you do.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. I don't know. We got a, we got a bunch of games. We we're traveling a lot. Uh, games in Indiana, Chicago. We're traveling. Um, last year, the, the team went down to Florida and played in the U.S. Open Cup. And yeah, we're traveling everywhere. So, I'm hopefully, you know, make it pretty far this year. That's a real deal. So, um, just kind of get into some stuff. Yeah, about mindset. Yeah. How how do you uh how do you usually
1: start your day? How do I start my day? Um so I know a lot of people are super ritualistic in how they start their day and I I think that it, I think that it's it's really cool and disciplined. I have like a routine. Yeah, but at some points it gets wonky like when you're doing like witch doctor yeah. stuff in the morning. Um I guess the biggest thing I do is is I get out of bed and I, I think this is a, this is a really huge one that that's helped me a lot. And I don't want to get up here on a soapbox because people People are, are much better than me in every aspect of life, but one thing that's that's like been killer for me is that I don't snooze the alarm, because you gotta you gotta win the day if you're gonna win the if you're gonna win the battle you gotta win the days that gotta add up, and a big way to win the day is to get out ahead and if if you are if you're snoozing, snoozing button, for 15, 20 minutes or yeah whatever you feel weak you, you yeah. can't get up because it's too cold in the house or too warm or whatever it, it's you gotta just get up right when that alarm gets off and, and yep. get on to your goals. I mean... Yeah,
0: that's definitely the hardest thing, especially when you got like a workout in the morning that you have yeah. to do. That that extra 15,
1: 20 minutes or whatever is going to be huge. It's three miles. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, yeah, so I, I just think that uh, the first thing you should do is what I do is my alarm goes off. I don't snooze it. I get up. You know, I do whatever I have to do. I uh, get get ready. My clothes are already laid out to run in the next, pretty much in the morning or they're, or they're organized really well. Um, and I And I just... I get out. Um, you know, I'll either have some like matcha green tea or some other kind of caffeine. I don't consume any kind of soda or anything like that. So uh, maybe like a, uh optimum amino energy with electrolytes or something like that uh, about 15 or 20 minutes before running. I'll typically consume caffeine. I don't do it every day. Um, and then pretty much that's it. I don't eat. I don't I do not do anything else. Even up to 22, 25-mile runs, I don't eat. Before the 50K, I ate a banana. Like I just – Yeah. And just, so just, like, the,
0: the little things – yeah. Help, help out so much! Like, don't snooze the alarm. Like, yeah. I make my bed every single day. I yeah. know <laughs> it's like it's like
1: a weird, it's a weird thing. People are like, why do you do that? I'm like, well, yeah. why don't you? Why do you do it if you're just gonna sleep in it again? But yeah. like, that's one small task that you're accomplishing, and it's just the first task of many that day. And you should take a small sense of like accomplishment from doing that.
0: Yeah, because you set yourself up for success for the, and and a winning mentality for the rest of the day. Hundred percent. I know. Um, I know. There's like. Sometimes when you when you train and you're trying to accomplish something, it's a it'd be hard to be unmotivated at certain times. Like, yeah. like especially if they you know like well we're going out, but like like oh, I got to run you know ten twenty miles in the morning. So staying out till three a.m. Yeah. Is, isn't going to be conducive. So you got to set yourself up for success and use those.
1: Yeah, I'm a, like I'm I'm a ghost right now. Like I don't I don't go out anymore, and I don't know if, if my friends are disappointed. I'm sure that you probably noticed that I don't. I mean, does not do? like. It's sure it's fun to like go out, even if you're not drinking and just like going out and hanging out with your friends like really late. It it's or or whatever it may be, like if you're up watching Netflix too late, like you know, or you're eating like going to the buffet and eating a bunch of food, like it's all great and everything and you need to do those things once in a while. But I always think about it like this. Is is going out and having <coughs> is having three beers instead of one or or staying up late watching an extra show on Netflix is that getting me any closer to my goals? And do I want to do that more than I want to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish? And the answer to that, both of that is no. So then if it's no, then there's no time for it in my life. And it's not that I don't care about the people because I love them very much. It's just that I'm so laser focused on what I'm doing because I, because it's what drives me. And if I don't have that, I'm empty. Right. Well, so what, what really helps you stay laser focused? What helps you keep, like, keep motivated? Yeah. So that, I think that's a, that comes down for me, that comes down to the why. Um, And I could talk about this stuff all day, but like I'm focused on my why. When I was, when I was growing up um, and I've, I mean, how long, how long have we been like best friends? I mean, this has got to be going on 15 plus years, 16 years, 17 years. Yeah. Even before that, um, you know, when I was growing up, I, I grew up like where you have to be a little bit tough, like in a time where you'd fight a lot and it's not like that now, but you know, like you'd fight with your friends. You'd fight with the people you don't like. Like there's fighting all the time and you had to be tough or you're going to get picked on. You're going to get made fun of. And, um, you know, I've always, I've always had that little scrappy kind of mentality. And then just like, I don't know, just leading up to it. When I, when I came into adolescence or early adulthood, I, I honestly just, I felt like I wasn't good enough. I quit all the time. I mean, I made it to like the pretty much the highest level of soccer that I was going to make it to uh with with Oakland County FC and like a really good level like playing with people that are really good and I I literally faked an injury to to avoid playing because the pressure was so high like I I faked an injury and like that's how I saw myself I saw myself as a quitter and and as frankly as a loser and and somebody who wasn't successful because I couldn't be uncomfortable and now so now my whole mission is not to Win races, like I like to win because I like to compete, and I, but that's not what drives me at all. That's why the races don't even drive me. I just want to, I want to get harder and tougher and better and be a better version of myself than I was before. Because I'm not that quitter anymore. I'm somebody that's uncomfortable all the time now. I I put myself in uncomfortable situations on, perfect, on purpose, and it's led me to be, to to develop some level of success in my yeah, life. You know, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. That's... Yeah, that's like that's the motto that I try to live my life by, and I know that you do too. And so I just have a chip on my shoulder from all these things in my, in my childhood and in high school and <laughs> things like that. And even into college and, and now I'm just so hungry because I want, I want to prove to anybody <clears throat> else. I want to prove to myself that I'm not that person.
0: I'm and that's the, yeah, that's like the, one of the biggest things is just pro- trying to prove myself. Yeah. I'm not really trying to, I'm not trying to impress or prove any, anything to anyone. Yeah. I'm just trying to prove myself. Like I was, I was like pretty scared of heights. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, I was just like, all right, well, I'm just going to start rock climbing then. So I went and um, started doing some bouldering and then went on and started doing some more like auto stuff at, at the gym and trying to go higher and higher. And, I was, you know, some I'm at the point where I'm almost to the top where yeah. like, you know, it's just a little bit more. I just try to go farther every
1: time. Yeah. I mean, you're a legit rock climber now. Like <laughs> you're, you're, you're good at it. And I, that's what it's about. It's just about overcoming those things. And like I don't, I don't really give a shit what anybody else thinks. And the, the ironic part is, is when I did care, yeah. that's when I was a quitter.
0: You know, I was yeah. I was always,
1: I was always so afraid of being judged for like yeah always goals I was yeah I was, quit. You know, I was
0: kind of comparing myself to others, especially yeah. especially when I was like playing soccer in college, like yeah. people getting like accolades and stuff. And I was like, well, I'm like a, like as good as they are. Like, how come I'm not doing like I'm not getting these accolades or recognition or whatever it was? And I was yeah. just trying to compare myself to
1: others, and that's something you can't do. You have Nobody to be cares, bro. Train no, harder then. yep.
0: No one cares. Work harder.
1: Yeah. That's, that's hundred percent. I agree. And that, I mean, let's face it. We live in a world where we could sit here and preach like all this feel good, meme garbage and say, oh, don't compare yourself to others. But we live in a world where literally the top contestants for top jobs are competing for each other. The top athletes and top sports are competing. Like, so to say, don't compete with each other or don't compare yourself to each other. I feel like that's un unre- That's unrealistic, but yeah. don't, but don't, you have to realize that other people are on different journeys and they're at different parts in their journey. And to compare yourself to them uh, would, would just be foolish.
0: Yeah, and usually the one that comes out on top is the one that's just focused on themselves and trusting their process. Tunnel Vision. And, and doing the, putting in the work that they that they want to do. Yeah. And it will ultimately lead to success.
1: Yeah, and I think ever since I made that switch in my life and then I worked at it for about a decade, not a, not quite a decade, but I just worked at it and I worked at it, and, and now I've, I've realized a, an incredible amount of career success, academic success, athletic success, and I have a long way to go, and I have, I have much loftier goals, um, but I'm really proud of where I'm at, but I'm I still not satisfied. Oh, no, that's satisfying. Yeah, definitely, I always got to keep pushing, got no, to keep going. No, I mean, I could live like this for the rest of my life and, and be, like, comfortable, but I don't want to do that. Like, I'm, I'm so, like, that's why I stay motivated, because I, I want to be a better person, Every day I want to get better. And if I don't get better I'm I'm very uncomfortable. If I'm not getting better that day, I feel like I'm stagnant. I hate it. Yeah.
0: I always wanted to you know, be a better athlete, a better friend. Yeah, better person. I mean, sometimes sometimes like it gets down to the point where like it's gotta be like sociopathic, where like you're so driven. Yeah. Where you just got you're so inner focused. Yeah. Like I mean so there's some athletes like you know, like Michael Jordan or like yeah. you know, Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah, that they're so focused on being the best and yeah. they're not worried about
1: Anything that happens, they just, just go right into it. Yeah, and there's I think there's a level of like if we're talking about high level athletics, <laughs> there's a level of selfishness I think that's required in it. And uh, if <clears throat> we can face it, I I'm never going to be like the Michael Jordan of ultra running. I'm not even going to be the like the Lindsey Hunter of ultra running. You know, like I might be in the Rip, Rip Hamilton, right? Maybe ripples a great mid-range jump shooter. Yeah, but he's but, one of the best business of all time. So. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> um, but I, so like my mission is is more than that, and I don't have to, in my opinion, be as selfish as that. But at the same time, I'm gonna give it hell and give it everything I have because who knows what I'm capable of? I don't, I don't know, and I'm not gonna limit myself. And people are gonna laugh at it, but I don't, I don't care. I'm you can't, you limit can't me. limit yourself for anything. You never, you never, never
0: uh, half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. I agree. I agree. Ron Swanson.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> a, I mean, going back to like you know Cristiano Ronaldo, he uh, he's such a, a competitor, right? You know, since like a young kid coming from Portugal over to uh, England to play, yeah. And you know, he's just like a skinny, scrawny kid. I mean, you say the same thing about like LeBron James, he's like a skinny kid who like just go, joins the league, and then after he worked out and then he's gained all this muscle, machine, machine.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, I mean Cristiano. There's a story of. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. He was he was playing a fellow Manchester United teammate um, at the training ground playing table tennis, ping pong, and uh, everyone was there. And uh, his teammate beat Ronaldo so bad, and everyone was laughing and like cheering, you know. And Ronaldo, just the competitor he is, he went out and bought a, a ping pong table, yeah, and practiced for two weeks straight, yeah, in his free time. And then he's like and then he came back two weeks later he gathered everyone the staff his teammates and then he played the, that same exact person again and beat him yeah I mean that just goes to show his his mentality and mindset and his competitiveness to like always want to you know push a little bit and be better
1: yeah and I think, I think that competitiveness is is fairly uh, innate and I think it comes from within and I don't think I, I don't know if it's something that can be taught or not like I think I, I've been competing ever since I was a little kid like that's what my dad just is like raised me to do. My mom is not competitive at all in, in any in any way. She's very successful. I guess she's competitive in her career field. She's, she's accomplished a lot. But um, in terms of like sports and things like that, she's not very competitive. She likes to mm-hmm. do things that she enjoys. Like I don't enjoy unless I'm like kicking somebody's ass or they're kicking my ass. Like that's the only thing I enjoy. And um, at times I can be a sore loser, but I like to lose. Uh, I like when somebody beats me, especially somebody that I care about. Because it just it just drives me to yeah. I have you think that win. Yeah, I haven't
0: seen you win. like, I'm gonna come yeah. back and get you, you some of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes, and that's exactly how I feel. Um, so I don't I don't expect everybody to be like over the top competitive, and I think it, at times it can be a bad quality and it can be a weakness of mine. I, I think the, the comparison and the competitiveness, but at the same time, it's something that helps drive me. And yeah, helps and you, yeah, that's yeah. At the same time, it helps
0: you drive you and motivate you to continue to grow. Yeah. I mean, I know there was one time at practice, uh, Mark says he beat me in a race, but I don't know. uh, uh, Bill Bufano United. Yeah, I did beat you. (laughs) We'll
1: have to race again. (laughs) No, it was unlike... There was a tournament-style format where we were were racing like a 40-yard dash, whatever it was. He, unfortunately, drew me in the first or second round. (laughs) I think that he would have made it to the finals, likely, if... If he didn't draw me that early in the round, I don't know why he was seated so low, or what if it was a random draw? But I beat him. It's nothing to get mad about. It's it's, it's a fact of life. I went on to win the to win the, the tournament, which was after getting past Pat was like pretty much never in doubt. It was never in doubt to begin with. But <laughs> I mean so he so he ended up going out in like the second round and he was with the with the slower guys. I don't know. Do you have to do extra work or anything like that, or did you just I had to run more? Oh, <laughs> well, I'm gonna
0: go do like some some fast uh, fast feet and do some like fast switch muscle fiber stuff to get faster or something. I don't. Know. Yeah. But I think uh, no, it was a little bit unfair of a race. Um, we had to start on our stomachs. Right. And um, Mark started a little early, I oh, think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, just going back to that mindset, like, uh, I mean, it like that, like Mark like beating me in that race helped motivate me to like, all right, well. I need to go do something to get a little bit faster. So I went and worked out more and tried to, you know,
1: make myself a little faster. I retired shortly thereafter, so he got lucky. And I didn't start early. I'm more explosive off the ground because I'm more powerful. <laughs> okay. and it might be because I'm, be I'm more compact. I don't Maybe, know. Maybe, yeah, you're 4'11", so. I'm 5'8". <laughs>
0: but I mean, um, this. I'm always trying to, you know, push it around. And so I'm so lucky to have people like like Mark in my life to keep pushing me in, you know, whatever I'm doing, like, you know, running races, like obstacle course races and everything like that. Um, I don't even know if I would have done an obstacle course race if it wasn't for for Mark. And kind of like that, I was like, well, I don't know if that's my thing. Like, uh, I don't know if I could, I'll do well in it. Like, I like, I mean, yeah, I guess I'm an athlete, but it's not like, you know, jumping around and swinging on uh, Olympic rings and. Diving through mud because I don't like water that much. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for Mark, uh, I wouldn't have been had the motivation to go and do it, and I actually did a lot, a lot better than I thought I would do.
1: Yeah, you did really well. Actually, this is this I think this is a good story that that ties into everything. Um, so, I. <laughs> For, for anybody that doesn't know me, I'm probably a little bit stronger than your typical uh, distance runner or ultra runner. Like I have a little bit more muscle just because of the years of like bodybuilding and explosive training for fast twitch muscle fiber uh, type events. And I, uh, I thought that, I thought that I was going to run the table on obstacle course racing. Like I thought I was just going to rise through the ranks. And, you know, Pat and I talked about going to some races. So I was like, all right, we'll go to these races. Uh, we get to, we get to one of the races and um, I, hear, I overhear the guy talking about his 5K pace. He's like, yeah, he's like, I just ran a 1745 5K, pa- uh, 1745 5K. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to work this, dude. Like, this is the best guy here. And I'm like, I'm going to smash him. And then he pulled up, he pulled some smelling salts out of his back pocket and like huffed them and then asked anybody else if they, I was like, what's going on here? And then uh, he just took off from the, from the gun and it was fine. Uh, running with him was fine. Like I didn't, it wasn't going to be any problem. And then he just, he uh, literally uh, humbled me and obliterated me in the obstacles. And I was like, even though obstacle course racing is a pretty much 90% aerobic endurance event, um, I should have been training harder on the other things and I was way too overconfident and that drove me to work harder. Now I've been working on grip strength every day, weighted, uh, dead hang pull-ups with vests. I've been just killing it hard. Um, you know, every single day, every single day. And, and when Pat, when you jump in that race, we, we both ran in the elite, the elite divisions um, for our races. Just straight to elite. We didn't do any kind of age group or anything like that. Pat, what place did you come? Seventeenth. Uh, 17th. Seventeenth, 17th, yeah. So at a, at a at a really large Spartan <clears throat> race, Pat came in seventeenth overall in the elites, um, and and what was a pretty tough course because especially for a novice, it was it was like thirty degrees and thirty three degrees and raining.
0: Yeah, raining. Uh, the there was like super muddy, and uh, you just go into a, like a like a. It was like a weird Mm -hmm. river creek type thing, and it went up to your chest,
1: and you're just soaking wet and freezing. Yeah. The funniest thing to me is how you crush every single thing, (laughs) and you cried like a baby about it. I'm not saying I'm I I don't know what it is. That was the the only guaranteed obstacle. It was the easiest obstacle, and I hated it. That was the worst one for me. Yeah. I I don't understand. (laughs) i I still laugh at this day, but no, I I mean, I think I came in like 20th place or something, or something really close to that. I don't remember. And then Pat came in 17th. I mean, this this is tremendous work from you, and I think it just is a testament to your athleticism. And I think this year, when you buckle down into some OCR races, I see you in the top ten for sure.
0: Definitely want to definitely want to go out and do some more obstacle
1: races. Yeah, uh, you're going court. to qualify for yeah.
0: North American Championships. Like the sure. definitely the the Bone Frog, the, the one we did in North Carolina. That yeah. one. There's a six hour like an yeah. endurance challenge type type race, and uh, made it like. Four and a half hours, five hours. and did like
1: seventeen miles. And were you third place in that? Yeah, I came third in that one. Yeah, third, third in the, third in the bonefrog six hour. I mean, that's your second obstacle course race ever too. So that was that was a great job. But I mean, that just goes back to the getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think is the is the biggest thing on that. And that's oh a yeah, group for sure. Right yeah, yeah, like, like right. if you didn't do it, like you would have never you'd never realized that you actually had this this like hidden potential and talent for it.
0: Yeah, it definitely been because of that, I've been doing like switching up my workouts a lot in the gym too yeah. to more cater towards like more functional type strength too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz I think I just think overall it's better than just uh, you know going and is focus on I'm just going to do chest or I'm yeah, just going to do those legs. like single
1: single plane exercises don't yeah. actually do anything for you. At I feel all. like it's just like a thing of the past. It's just like they're just not effective if you want to be like a physique competitor or a bodybuilder or something. Maybe it's effective but it's not effective for an athlete. So I think you're no. on the right track with that. I would challenge you to like to To really focus and dig into that's dig the, into the that's goal racing because because you're good at it. Well, let's let's move. We gotta move past this story. Anyways, yeah, this is just a got So I, guess. Uh, I
0: mean, we can go right into some like uh, some user questions that yeah. that we had from Instagram. Yeah. So uh, this first one: uh, Do you listen to like
1: songs when you run, or uh, like any pump-up music before a race? No. Well. Maybe before a race, like I, there's, there's music that I like that pumps me up or whatever, but like I don't draw my life, uh, my life's motivation from the song. So, so it inherently, no, it's not like this huge pump up for me. I, I was hit recently uh, by a cyclist, which sounds funny, but it was actually excruciating. Um, and I was just thinking like, I was aware enough to realize he was coming and I kind of shielded myself. Uh, had I been wearing headphones, I wouldn't have even, I wouldn't have even seen him when he came off of the road that way. Or if I, I wouldn't have heard them, that's what, that's what I did is I heard, so I braced myself. Um, and I think that's a big thing. Like, for me, I don't want to be distracted. So on those, like, long runs on the treadmill or maybe, like, long runs on, like, a, a path or a park path, like, I might listen to a podcast or a, an ebook or something. Cause I, that way, I'm, I feel like I'm multitasking and, and pulling knowledge from it. But I don't listen to, to music all too often. Like, I love music. Um, and stuff gets me fired up. But sometimes I tend to run too fast, too, if I'm too pumped up for no reason. So I, I don't Yeah, just can. not it's I don't draw way too high from that. Like I don't, no. I'm not. I don't do like the whole Eminem. Like you know, eight miles lose stuff. yourself. I yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't lose myself in that. It just comes back to my mission. Like I don't know. I think about that because that's important to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I listen to some
0: music at, at like the gym and stuff like at, stuff like that. Yeah. But overall, nothing really. Like I mean, I'll put on like maybe a couple of songs before like a race or like before a game or whatever. But yeah. like overall, I, I mean. Doesn't really like pump me up per se. I'm more I'm more like pumped up on the at the fact that I'm I'm gonna I get to go out there and like do
1: the thing I would really love to do. Yeah, that's a. But if you look if you're looking for a song that will pump you up, I, you should listen to a song called My Year by Gashi. That song. That's a. That's song, yeah, that song will. Yeah, that that's song a, will pump you up though. That's a pump up song.
0: So um, next question is, um, kind of went over this a little bit. Like, yeah, is it important to
1: wake up early? I think it is important to wake up early. But everybody, anybody can wake up early. So I think what's more important, and I don't know how you feel about this, but it's not about waking up early. That It doesn't show strength if you go to bed at 12 o'clock after pounding down three beers and wake up at 4.30. Anybody can do that. But that's not good for your body. That's not, that's not the recovery that you need. What really shows strength is having the discipline to go to bed early, to wake up early and, and, to, and to push the things that you don't need out of your life. If you're staying up late for things you need, your job, your, your training, uh, your family, whatever it is, then that's a different story. But if you're just wasting time, if you cut that out, that's where the true strength is, because then it's easy to get up early. Yeah, kind of organizing like your day. Yeah, it just if if you have it in your life and you don't need it, get it out. So if it's if it's if it's Netflix, it isn't serving you any purpose. Get it out. If you if you're procrastinating on Facebook, then take it off your phone. If you're if you're listening to your your roommate's negative or your cousin's kind of an asshole or your your mom's telling you, you can't do this, and this sounds crazy, but get them out of your life. Then yeah, doesn't definitely. mean never talk to them again, but don't don't let them influence you with negativity. Yeah. All you got to ignore, is... you got to ignore all the noise. No. Yeah. The only positive noise is coming from you and the people around you who radiate that positivity.
0: Yeah. That's why I, that's why I've been doing a lot, a lot lately is, uh, I've been catching myself like, you know, you know, just binging some Netflix. I've been cutting out a lot more Netflix to like, like force myself to like to watch maybe one episode when I'm just like relaxing and then, yeah. you know, reading a little bit more, Yeah, definitely reading some more books and then just relaxing and then, getting ready and preparing myself for the
1: next day yeah maybe that's your thing like if you if you watch like netflix with your boyfriend your girlfriend your roommate or whatever maybe that's a good time to hop on that foam roller while you're watching a 22 minute episode yeah. on netflix and and i mean that then you're multitasking then you're getting some productive out of it but overall i don't want to sound like i'm, I'm coming down on like netflix or anything specifically but it's just i think that negative things distractions uh, anything that's going to stop you from achieving what you want, if you want to achieve it bad enough, cut it out of your life and see how much happier you're going to be and see how much, like, if I don't watch another episode of The Office for the fifth time in a row, like, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, it's just a, a go-to show. It's easy. It's a great show. It's easy, but.
0: I mean, obviously, yeah, you can, you know, when you put on a show, foam roll, stretch out. Yeah. It, and, I mean, you're going to feel better when you when you lay down, too, because sometimes just, throughout the day, you're just like, you feel so, like, stiff and compact. Yeah. And then you just you get in bed and you're just like uncomfortable and you can't sleep. Yeah. But so that's gonna hinder yourself from waking up, waking up early to go to, to hit the gym or yeah. you know waking up making breakfast before you go to work or preparing preparing your food. So waking up waking up early, I think it is it is important, it's super clutch. But you got to make sure you're doing it right and getting enough sleep. Yeah, because if you don't get the, get the right amount of sleep, then it's gonna you're gonna feel groggy. You're not gonna get the the, the good training that you yeah. usually get.
1: Yeah. Whether you like military stuff or, or any of that, I think if you live more like a Navy SEAL, I think it's going to be a good policy for you. Uh, what's the what's that one guy? Uh, Jocko, Jocko Willink? Yeah. Yeah. Like people said, man, you're retired. What do you still get up at 4.30 in the morning for? And he said, because I want to be up before the enemy training. It doesn't mean the enemy's a person. Like maybe the enemy is your own demons and you're trying to yeah. beat them out like – the best thing you can do is get up and get into the training. And that's what I think about. Like I've got all these demons in my past that I'm just trying to overcome and I'm doing it and I'm winning mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to get up early and keep winning. So and the next question is um, what's like
0: a, Oh, this is a good, really good question. Uh, this is going to be our last question from the users. Um, what is a way to like stay focused and uh, so you can keep yourself from accomplishing your
1: goals when like, when it seems like out of reach. So that can be tough. Like, let's for example say you have uh, a race that's six months away, or you have um, uh, maybe you're taking the LSAT test to get into law school in five months, and it can be hard. Um, But it all comes back down to your why. I think we already talked about it. For the most part, um, my why is 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 the reason that I do things. David Goggins' why is the reason that he made it through. Uh, buds after four tries in Navy SEAL training, um, or whatever it was, was it four? I think. Yeah. You know, he spent two years doing it. Um, you have to have a why. If you have that why, then you don't need outside motivation. And everybody has it within them. And I think you have to find what you're truly passionate about. And if it's making yourself better, then then that's what you do. Or if it's Parker Simpson trying to go to the Olympics, then then he's not thinking like the Olympics is so far away. Like, how do I stay motivated? He's saying, "What can I do to win every single day, or to win six out of seven days, or mm-hmm. ten out of twelve days, uh, to to make it?" And you know, so that's what he's doing, and that's why the why is there. And I think that that's what drives me because I don't want to be that bum, that insecure little kid, the the loser, the crybaby, the woe is me" blaming it on everybody else kid that I used to be. I'm not that person anymore, and I want to keep distancing myself from that, and I want to keep getting stronger and better and faster and and improve every single day. So I don't care if the race is in six months that I'm doing. The, the race could be a year from now. I don't care. I didn't used to race a lot because I don't care about racing. Yeah. I care about winning today, and I won today. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you got
0: to you know, set yourself some realistic goals. Like write them. Like write them down. Write your goals down and write stuff that you do to better yourself every day. Yeah. So you're making steps towards that goal. Yeah. Right? And when you don't,
1: and when you don't do those behaviors that you're trying to positively reinforce, note them. Write them down. Yeah, accountability. Like, I didn't do this today, and I need to do this. Like, hold yourself accountable to your goals, and you won't need any kind of motivation from the outside. You won't need to go on. This stuff is like it has a purpose to go onto YouTube or whatever it is and, and seek motivation. There have been times where that stuff's fired me up even more, but I still have the spark inside. Yeah. me. and you don't need that stuff when you've got a clear why. But if it's just for vanity, like if you if you just want to run to take like sweet Instagram shots then don't even run like just stage yourself like you're running like a lot of people do <laughs> yeah you know? like that's all you need to do so that's why you're not motivated because you don't care you don't care about the process
0: right that's the that's the, the, the
1: main thing like
0: the, there's never a goal that's like out of reach it's just that you're not putting the work in because you'll get because you'll get there once the, once you trust your process then you put that work in the, the goal is going to be reachable and you're talking game. about realistic
1: goals so like do you think i could get to the nba right now at 29 years old five foot seven uh, I'm five foot eight, for the record. Five i uh,
0: I'm, I'm gonna probably say no,
1: but I want to shut your dreams down? Oh, okay. Well, so so like I hate when people say like, and it's nothing against you because it's it's like it's it's pretty much true. Like whatever you want to do, just just work hard to try to get there. And if you don't, you're gonna be a better person for it. But like, you're not gonna accomplish everything you want to accomplish. But that's the thing about big, just dreaming big. It should scare the hell out of you. Oh, for sure. And I don't. It's not a dream of mine to go to the NBA. It was when I was in 8th grade, but then when I didn't grow since 8th grade, <laughs> the dream definitely shot down. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh,
0: that's what we have on mindset. That's pretty much our thoughts on that and you know, waking up
1: early and getting after it. Yeah, and I think like, you can take my advice or you can leave it. Like You can say, I don't know what I'm talking about or whatever, and that's fine. Um, but the thing that I will leave you with is that you need to find your why and you need to find what drives you. Um, and what the reason that you're out there doing it for me, like I'm suffering every single day, whether it's, you know, I'm, I I average about 14 miles plus a day. Um, you know, I'm balancing it. I'm balancing it with work. I'm balancing with coaching and building my own business, all these things. And it's grueling and it's grinding. And I don't want any, any kind of like pity or you guys say, Oh, like all that's so awesome. I don't care about that. All I'm saying is that I can get through all these things that are tough for me and they may not be tough for others, but they're tough for me and I can get through them because I am so intrinsically driven by the things that matter to me and it doesn't matter what people think about me anymore and it doesn't matter if I go on to go to Olympic trials, which was like my original goal in the marathon. People laughed about that. It doesn't matter. My, my biggest mission is to one, raise awareness uh, for anxiety and mental health issues And two, just to be a better version of myself every day, just tougher and just stronger and just do crazy things and push my limits. And because I have that, I keep pushing and and everybody has that and it's their own thing, whether it's to be like a top chef or, or to be, you know, like my client Ramon wants to build his business huge and he's already done such a great job and he's a great businessman manager, you know, but he's driven by that every day. He's driven by his family. He's driven by his passions and he's out there every day doing the same type of stuff. And I think that's what it takes, you know, just one example of, of many and, I think that's, that's what I'd leave you with. And, you know, if you, if you want to look outside the athletic realm, I have a, a really close friend, Richard Bernstein. Um, he's a Supreme court justice here and, and he's blind. He was born blind. And, um, he, his whole life's mission is to be an advocate, um, for people with disabilities and better accessibility, um, to things for them. So, I mean, this is a person who did his undergrad at Michigan at Ross and then he went out of Northwestern to go to law school graduated there with honors i mean he's a supreme court justice right now and it, it'd be so hard to do that and he's had a he was at a pretty much like a disadvantage if if, if you're looking at it straight up like the lsat taking it uh when you're visually impaired it would be so hard and he, he's done that and it's not because he wanted to be some like big shot lawyer didn't need to like his family are, are, are full of lawyers the San bernstein law firm like it wasn't because he wanted money They have as much money as they want. It's because he was driven to do the things he was passionate about. And that's what propelled him to do things that normal people couldn't do. When I say normal people, I just mean people who aren't going to push themselves to do that thing. Yeah, they just want to be average. So that's a long-winded... Yeah. And I, I I don't believe that anybody's average. I just think that they can have average actions. And those average actions have average consequences. And that is being average. I don't think that they're inherently average. I think people... Are remarkable. If you think about this, the odds of being born are staggering. You have a like the odds of you winning the Powerball like a hundred thousand times over, rather than being born. So you've already won the lottery just by being here. You're not average. Like that's a th- then
0: then we won the lottery again by. And- Right in the,
1: being born right in the U.S. of A, baby. Yeah, I guess. I, you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. i no, just kidding. It's a, it's a great country. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I just think that like there's there's no room for negativity and there's nothing that can stop you from doing what you want to do if you truly want to do it and, and, and you love it. You can find a way to build your life, your life around what you love and that's what drives me and that's what should drive everybody.
0: Definitely. I agree. Just, just out there, just find your why, and you'll know exactly what you need to do. It's the why. That's for sure. So We just want to thank everyone for tuning
1: in and listening to us. Yeah. Pat, where do they find you on Instagram? Pat X Gates. All right. You can find me at Bottenhorn Running. You can find my coaching at run underscore strong underscore coaching. Almost forgot the Instagram handle there. And you can uh, check me on my website, www.markbottenhorn.com. Reach out to me anytime you have anything. Reach out to Pat anytime you have anything. We'd be lucky to ch- We'd be lucky to even chat with you, talk to you. We appreciate you listening. And until next time, stay strong.